Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Uh, today, I, I haven't done a podcast for a little while and uh, I'm actually going through and doing a margin lending course for a, to upgrade skills, etc. as ASIC requires us to do that um, from time to time. Not that uh, you know, I haven't known all about margin lending, but with all the changes we've had in the industry due to you know, the Storm Financial and Opus Prime, etc., ASIC's really tightened up the rules on margin lending and advice on margin lending. So that's uh, why I'm going through this course, obviously, to to make sure that we're fully compliant with ASIC. But it also brought up some interesting things for me about margin lending and what people are doing and, and how people use margin lending. So what I actually did was went to the um, Reserve Bank of Australia website. If you go to RBA, I think it's rba.gov.au. Um, or you can just type in margin lending statistics for Australia um, and click on the RBA website that comes up as your Google link. Uh, and you'll find some really interesting um, information. I mean, really, uh, the, if you look at the rise of margin lending from you know, 2000 to 2007, and what it's actually saying on the um, RBA website is that um, the debt grew rapidly between 2000 and 2007, reflecting households' greater willingness to borrow to invest in equities during that period where there were strong share market returns and the associated expansion of the range of margin lending products offered by lenders. However, in 2008, the value of outstanding margin debt actually halved amid, obviously, the GFC. So there was a huge rise. And, and when I was looking at the charts on that, most of the rise happened between 2006 and 2007. And it was more than something like a, over 100% rise in the amount of borrowings on margin lending. Now, some of that's obviously due to the growth in the asset prices of the shares, and therefore people were continually increasing their margin lending, so buying more shares, basically, using more of their debt as their assets rise for the security. The interesting fact, though, when you look at some of the charts, is there was a chart on what the security was during that time between that 2007 and 2000, uh, two, sorry, 2000 and 2007, what the security was underpinning the margin loans, and you saw a dramatic drop over the whole time, or a very steady drop over that whole time, of the security being managed funds, and obviously a big increase in shares. So people were using managed funds less as security, which suggested more and more people were moving out of managed funds, therefore unable to use them as security, and, and moving more and more into the share market as, as the market rise. Now I know, I've said before on podcasts, that people... Uh, if you look at the margin lending, uh, the sorry, the managed fund statistics is the majority of people get into index managed funds or share market managed funds in the end of a bull market, and they get out of it at the end of a bear market. So they're doing it back to front. But what is a margin loan? Uh, and a lot of people tend to get confused about what a margin loan is, or or really understand it. And I know when I do seminars out there, and I say to people, you know, who's got a margin loan? It's less than one in ten actually has a margin loan and yet it's such a powerful vehicle if used correctly to create wealth in the share market and and use leveraging a lot of people think uh, to quote uh, I had yesterday I had somebody on the phone that I just happened to um, get on the phone and uh, they wanted to be a day trader and I'm saying why do you want to be a day trader uh, and they said oh because I can make all this money but I find if you, if, to me, if you find, if you understand how to buy and sell blue chip shares and have a good solid portfolio of like say medium term shares and use a margin line, you'll get outstrip all the returns that 99.9% of day traders actually get because it's using leverage in a better way. 
um, day traders often get psyched into the psychology of the market and therefore they're chasing the market all the time uh, and they have you know they might have wins for a period but then they give all their money back but you're looking at margin loan can be quite powerful and I know I know I use margin loan for a long 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 time and so uh, you know I've been using them for uh, more than 14 years or 15 years and they're quite an easy way to actually accumulate wealth over a period of time and I mean because the end of the day is a margin loan is simply a line of credit using shares as security rather than a property and, and I know nowadays you can use your um, property as security for a margin loan but generally it's accepted that you put up shares or cash so for example if you have um, $50,000 in cash or shares you can give that to a margin lender for security for them to lend you more money and they will lend you up to 70% or in some cases 80% in a, what they call a loan-to-value ratio. Um, so, for example, if the portfolio, if um, if you've got for $50,000 to invest, and let's say you borrow another $50,000 to buy more shares from the margin lender, then your total portfolio is $100,000, but your loan-to-value ratio is only 50%, because 50% you own and 50% you own the money for, um, or their uh, the, the margin lenders lent you the money for so therefore your loan to value ratio is 50% um, and they'll lend you to let you go up to generally 70% and, and there are all such things as uh, there's standard and non-standard margin loans and I'll go through some of that in, an, in a couple of podcasts and explain a bit of margin lending but I just want to talk a little bit about today not necessarily about what it is but just how people get into trouble with them and, and I've got some statistics as I said from the RBA but the interesting thing to me was um when you're looking at the trends in margin lending, from September 2000, and, uh, 2000, sorry, September 2000 to December 2007, the outstanding debt rose from about $7 billion, and I did say billion dollars, to a peak of $38 billion in margin lending. That's an enormous growth. And the increase was larger for standard margin loans than for protected loans. Now, I won't explain those now. I'll do that on another podcast. The share of household direct holdings of equity financed by margin lending increased from about 3% to about 9%. So there's a 300% increase in people using margin lending. And that to me is an, an, an astounding figure. Uh, and considering when a lot of people that I meet don't really understand what margin loans are. Now the growth in outstanding margin lending reflected both an increase in the average loan size as I mentioned earlier. Um, as the assets grew during that bull market period, obviously people could borrow more on that asset because it was worth more. But the average margin loan from in September 2000 was only $80,000, but it grew to $190,000 by, by December 2007. And the rise in the number of actual loans went from 84000 to to 200000 so we went from 84,000 people having margin loans to 200,000. That's why I say when I go and present, very few people have margin loans, but it is quite interesting. So we go on to say, all that. sorry, the RBA goes on to say that as of September 2009, the value of total margin lending debt outstanding had roughly halved from its peak to be now around 18 billion. Remember it was around, uh, what did I say before? It was up at 38 billion. So now it's, or by the end of um, September 2009, it, was, it halved it by 18 billion because obviously people were drawing out of the margin loans and the asset value was actually decreasing, etc. as it all went through. Um, but to me, it, it is interesting, you know, with the volatile market that we've seen over the GFC, what we've seen or what was alarming to me was that you know, I was constantly hearing in the news and the media and the newspapers that there were record levels of margin lending calls because people just don't understand 
how a margin of loan works. Now, I use an example of having a 50% loan to value ratio where you own uh, everything you, when you're borrowing money, you borrow dollar for dollar. You own a dollar, they borrow, you, you lend a dollar. And to me, what that means is if the market is crashing, the market would need to crash, I believe from my research, around about 26% or 28% in one day pretty much for you to get a margin loan call without you doing anything to get a margin loan call. Now, the market's never fallen that much in one day. And so therefore, it's very hard to have a margin loan call. And I've never had one in my life. And none of our clients that I've ever used margin lending for have ever had one either, simply because of the loan-to-value ratio we use is quite conservative. But human emotions uh, are fear and greed, and they tend to make people um, overuse the leveraging, and they do that in property and in shares. And just because you can borrow 70% doesn't mean you should be using that much. And I know during that um, period, people were continually pushing out their margin line and borrowing as much as they possibly can. And then they were the first people to complain when they started losing a lot of money. And that to me is, was their own fault. Is To me, no matter when you're borrowing anything, you should always leave, always leave a safety valve in anything. So in a margin loan, to me, it's 50-50 max. Um, if, the, if the asset value goes up, you can keep it at 50-50, but don't, even in a strongly bullish market, don't push it to 70% because eventually it's going to come back and bite you on the backside. Um, and even in property, I know people can buy 100, borrow 100% for property or 90% and people can use low-doc loans and no-doc loans and, you know, really have those very, very small equity in their property. And to me, that is a, a recipe for disaster. I'm going to leave um, this podcast here at the moment. It's uh, quite a general one, but just with some quite interesting statistics here. But I might put a couple of podcasts together on um, what margin lending is, the differences between standard and non-standard margin lending, protected portfolios, what they mean and how they work for you, just to, to give you a bit of an understanding of that. Because to me, when the next bull market does start, I mean, we're, we're still in the bear market at the moment. I still think that there, there may be some more downside in our market. But when the next bull run does start, that's when I'm going to be going heavily and using margin lending heavily still within my rules obviously but going into the market and that's when the smart people will make a lot of money using something like a margin loan if they do it correctly um, i hope you've enjoyed um, today's podcast and i look forward to chatting with the next one you've been listening to talking wealth and i'm dale gillam the chief analyst here at wealth within take care talking wealth was brought to you by wealth within to learn how you too can maximize your investment returns call one 300 share trade